address potential problems, the better your chances of a successful outcome. To schedule an appointment, call 888-402-LVHN or visit lvhn.org. Lehigh Valley Cancer Institute. Your health deserves a partner. If you can use some extra money, Wiener Iron and Metal is the place to go. Wiener Iron and Metal of Pottsville recycles cans, copper, stainless steel, auto radiators, iron, and light iron. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. Saturday, 8 a.m. till noon. For current pricing and any recycling questions, call 570-622-6543. Get paid for your recycling with Wiener Iron and Metal, 1056 Route 61, Pottsville. Online at wienermetals.com. Wiener Iron and Metal, a proud supporter of the Pottsville Crimson Tide. WPPA Pottsville and translator W290DP Pottsville. Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday, the District Championship Series edition, because we're not at the championship just yet. And well, 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 guess who graced us with his presence this week on the program? The Dr. Ed Benishun is back in action. Good to have you with me, Doc. I'm glad to be back, my friend. Let's thank our financial benefactors, none greater than CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street on the city in the city of Pottsville. On the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with convenient drive-up services. CACL has been voted the number one lending institution for the past six years because you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Hey, we got to say thank you to Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. They've got the full line of dairy products from whole milk to skim milk, the orange juice to get your Saturday morning kickoff just right. And, of course, that delicious iced tea and fruit drink products uh, featuring the new raspberry tea line. But, boy, I can see they're tickling your fancy, my friend, as the eggnog It's out. I have it in back. my fridge. I have it in my fridge. I have it in my fridge. Wow. <laughs> I have it in my belly. My belly. It's in my belly. The eggnog is in my belly. Don't forget Phoenix Physical Therapy. Recover, recharge, and rise with five locations to serve you best. Yeah. In Pottsville, Orwigsburg, Frackville, Pine Grove, and Gratz, Bob, Franco, Mike, Lauren, and Bo will get you moving in the right direction. I, I want to tell you real quick, I am a proud, 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 Does your proud. bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience. In- yeah, I was a proud, proud, proud person until I realized where I made my mistake once again. Doc, I have a habit of doing it, that. You it, know? It's okay. It's all right. We make mistakes. That's the beauty of live radio. That's how they know we're not recorded, that we're live here this morning. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, I am a proud patient, a uh, former patient of uh, Phoenix Rehab. Mm-hmm. I tore meniscus, Chaz, and they nursed me back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that was at the fractal you know location. Crazier part? I know, I know, I know. In our broadcast, you and I have been talking about the orthopedic side of what Phoenix does, and mm-hmm. uh, you know your physical therapy and and that kind of work. And you know, my wife, she struggles with vertigo. Yeah, and you know, at Phoenix, she sees Mike for her vertigo when she has bouts. And he does some some therapy work with her, and it helps to relieve that quicker. So it's more than just, you know, your knees, your ankles, your arms, your shoulders, your wrists, whatever. 
But uh, you know, the other thing that, uh, that that I know for certain, you know, they do things for for all sorts of ailments. Yeah, and we talk about the, all the uh, uh, physical therapists there. They got awesome uh, support staff at uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix uh, Therapy. So stop by, check out Phoenix Physical Therapy. The next time something ails you, you've got that uh, plantar fasciitis. They can help you with that too. Well, Doc, let's roll that beautiful bean footage and talk about what happened last night and what's going on today. Not all beautiful bean footage, Chaz. When you talk about things, you've got to start at the single-A level, though. And uh, in those semifinal games last night, Williams Valley gets by Mahanoy area 27-22. Tri-Valley beat Nativity 28-14. That sets up a rematch of Williams Valley-Tri-Valley, a game that was uh, on our network earlier this season where Tri-Valley came out quick and in a hurry, but Williams Valley skipped on back. In 4A uh, quarterfinal action last night, Northwestern Lehigh down Lee Heighton 54-19. Potzel falls to Wilson last night 18-14. We'll talk about that one. Uh, in uh, District 4 championships, the 4As last night's uh, Jersey Shore beat Shemokin 54-0. to Zippo. And then, uh, let's see what else we have. Any other? No, uh, you can look at the District 4 AA champion. Guess who's the champion once again? Southern Columbia. Yeah, they beat South Williamsport 49-14. You know so. who's going for a District 11 3A championship today? No. Mike Brennan and the Danville Ironmen will square off against Montoursville later tonight. Good. Our buddy Mike. Uh... Big Purple, as he's been affectionately dubbed. Some folks say he looks like Barney on the sidelines. Oh, I don't, I don't believe gosh. it. Gosh. Uh, later today, we've got some action here on WPPA. Blue Mountain taking on Bethlehem Catholic. You'll hear that live right here on uh, WPPA. Kickoff slated for that one at 10 minutes past that noon hour. Then there's some double uh, A quarterfinal action as Schuylkill Haven will travel to take on Northern Lehigh. That one's slated to take on uh, kick at uh, 410. Then the uh, AA uh, quarterfinal today, you've got uh, at 1 o'clock, Panther Valley is at Palisades. 3A semifinal today, Chaz, two games in that bracket. Don't forget the District 11 AA quarterfinal tonight where Minersville's hosting Catasauqua at 7 o'clock. Okay. And And then then you got the 3A semis. 3A semis. It's uh, Jim Thorpe uh, versus Notre Dame and Green Pond at 7. Then a game you'll hear on a network station, T-102 Tamaqua is at North Schuylkill. Indeed. Some regular season stuff happening last night as well, where Pine Grove pummeled Peckway Valley and Kutztown took it to Shenandoah Valley last evening, Doctor. So that's what the scores and skeds look like for last night and today. Let's get to recap, and let's start with a game that you witnessed last night, Doc. This may have turned that 4A bracket Side down. Not not only Saucon Valley pulling out of it, setting up this matchup, but the results certainly weren't what a lot of people had expected. <laughs> well, I, I think Bernie Forgotch, my broadcast partner, said that Potzel came into that ball game in our pregame show as the hands down favorite, and uh, I think he uh, sort of termed it like uh, the spoils of. Victory in the face of defeat or something. They snatched the spoils of victory out of the mouth of defeat. That's right. And, uh, well, that uh, was the uh, Warriors last night. Pretty much ball. Bernie's an astute guy, you know. Pretty much ball control issues last night for the Crimson Mm. Tide came and bit him. 
Nine times the ball laid on the turf. Four Nine times. times. Yeah, four times it went to the opposing team. And the final nail in the proverbial coffin, as they say, is on a game-winning drive. Potzel down to a second and goal from the three-yard line and coughed up the ball for the final fourth time, and that would seal the deal on the three-yard line, Chess. That's where it ended as far as district... Uh... The reigning District yeah. 11 4A champions wow. ended the uh, repeat bid on the three-yard line wow. with about a minute to go. And, boy, talk about a silent crowd at Veterans Memorial yeah, Stadium. I mean, I mean, look at these total yards. For Wilson, they only rushed for 20 yards on 20 carries. They had 153 through the air for 173. The Tide, what a balanced night offensively. 141 on the ground, 142 in the air for 283. But you fumble. You lose four fumbles out of nine. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that's oh. the tail of the tape right there. You know what I mean? Oh. Potzel just did not control. And, and it, I mean, Wilson, let's not take nothing away from them. Let's not. I mean, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, well, you know, but, you know. Wilson had the goal, I believe, set the goal and the standard of if you get into a pack, and I always say this, sometimes fighting for those extra yards and pushing a pile is worth it, but there's also negative sides of it. When you get in there, a lot of hands get in there. And there's twice the final two fumbles that were given up. The final two turnovers were snatched out of the hands of the running back, pickpocketed more or less, out of the hands of the running Somebody back. Somebody call my mama. Yeah, because they were pickpocketed, and uh, I mean, took the ball right out of the runner's hands as they were trying to push piles forward. Sometimes it's worth it on a fourth and three when you got to push the pile to get those three yards. I'm down for it. But when you're on a uh, second and three and you've got four and you're looking for six or eight, you've got to know when to give yourself up. Get yourself ball security. That's what it's all about there in those situations. You get all them people around and there's you know hands uh, poking and, and fingers uh, going in and, and people trying to reach for stuff and it gets nasty. And that's what happened last night on the final two fumbles. They weren't actual real, like, fumbles, lay them on the ground type thing. They were pickpockets. They were ripped from the grasp of the running backs. Mm. And, you know, mm. it, it ends mm. up in the mm. other uh, uh, person's hands. And that's the way Potzel lost the last two fumble or turnovers. Well, when you uh, break it down and, and, you know, it's not the end of the season. Let's get this out there right away. I know a lot of Crimson Tide fans are saying, well, what's going to happen now? Okay. Well, well I here we go. Mentioned I, it last night. I, I talked to Eric Riss Miller this morning. AD, breaking news. AD called me. This is breaking news. The Tide are looking for an opponent for next Friday night. They are in search and will play whomever wants to play Pottsville next week. They'll take on all comers. In fact, may even travel. I think they asked, uh, actually sent an email to us this morning to see if we had like a scratch football team available here at the radio station. Uh, there's not enough of us work here anymore in order to feel the uh, team. Well, but... you know, I mean, I thought we could, you, you and me standing on the line with Jay LeVan. Those kids would murder us. No, we're like th a wall of beef. No, we'd get in trouble. But anyway, the Tide are looking for an opponent for next weekend, okay? So they're trying to schedule a, a ninth game to their season. Let's have a rubber week. match. Now. Let's see if they'll take on the other city team again. And see what I happens. I don't know about that. that. Would be neat. The, the other city team is a banged up unit right now after last night. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, 
The game with North Schuylkill is on November 20th. It will be played. Uh, North Schuylkill has a semifinal game tonight. If they win that, they'll play for a district championship next week. And then the game will be the week after. That game was scheduled already, kind of with an asterisk saying that if Potsdam would go to the championship round of the District 11 tournament, they would not be eligible to play on the 20th. Yeah, because that would have been their championship game. It would be Correct. the 20th. Correct. So that game will go on as of right now, and that will decide the big league champion in the uh, Schuylkill League. So Nice. Nice. So that would be so the exciting. tie definitely has a game in two, but they're trying to get two and two and trying to figure out an opponent for next week. And I know that uh, Mr. Riss Miller has been reaching out feverishly to some teams that did fall last night or may not have a game scheduled for the following week. So we'll have to wait and see and uh, stay tuned here to WPPA and we'll have uh, some kind of. It'd be neat to see some uh, rematches you. from earlier this year. Well, I mean, there's, that'd be pretty neat, you know, like if uh, North Scoop or uh, Pine Grove, Pine Grove uh, fell last night, or they were uh, playing regular season. They didn't make the playoffs. So, I mean, they're eligible maybe next week. Uh, Frank Gaffney, hello. Hello, Frank. Hello. He's in a tree stand today. <laughs> anyway, we talked about Nativity, and you thought that would be a cool thing in the uh, city series, as we would call it, if that would get together. But I don't know. That uh, Nativity will be down for that. They lost a couple of key players last night um, in their game against Tri-Valley. And early in this game, it was Chase Herb, 18 carries, 102 yards. All that happened in a quarter and a half. Yeah, because didn't he go down, right? then Herb went out and did not return for the rest of the ball game. Came out uh, pad-free after halftime with some ice on the back of the leg. But um, Herb had 108 yards, or 102 yards, in the first half, it was Cam Wetzel who came in late. And well, the, our statistics had Wetzel for 60 yards, and uh, 55 of those came in that second half. The scat back, as Jeff Sampson calls him, taking over. But I'll tell you what, Jolton Flory caught a touchdown pass last night in the first quarter, dove and caught a pass at the ground to extend a drive, and spelled Herb on defense at the defensive end position and put on a great show last night. So the Bulldogs found some answers in this. Nativity just had a hard time. Tri-Valley's defense, buddy, is the real deal. I mean, they are. Cody Miller, who is successful rolling out, either keeping the football or getting his feet set to throw the football, did not have time to blink last night when he dropped back to throw the football. Couldn't set his feet, couldn't get any uh, mustard on the old hot dog there. And uh, there were two interceptions by uh, Lane Yoder that uh, really Tri-Valley's defense is formidable. Well, let's go back a few years, Chaz. You know what I mean? And I, I, I just touch on this, you know, because when these young uh, men that are playing now for the Tri-Valley Bulldogs were, you know, in an impressionable, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade a, a area, Tri-Valley had two All-State defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, I mean, let's not uh, take anything away from these kids who aspire to be, you know, I mean, one of those defensive all-state defensive backs at the time under the uh, co- uh, head coaching uh, tutelage of uh, Mike Ulickney. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I mean at that age, they, Mike's they, still there. They yeah, I know Mike. I mean, he's like uh, 
uh, a, a statue out in front of the school that just never goes away. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he may not be the head coach, but he's still there with the program. You know what he would tell awesome. you? It's a good place for the birds to sit. That's what he'd tell you because that's the type of guy. My, I looked down at him last night. He looked up. He gave me a wave. That big smile that he flashes, and I kind of just did the fishing rod motion. And he just shook his head. Yeah, and he kind of shrugged his shoulders. He gets his time fishing, but he still enjoys being around the team and the program. Yeah. And Jeff Sampson's club last night, how about this? Nativity, 75 yards on the ground, 59 yards through the air. Tri-Valley holds a very prolific balanced offense by Nativity to just 134 yards last night, Doc. Yeah, and that's a, a big thing there to hold uh, uh, Nativity down uh, just under there. They have that offensive game. They have the passing game, the air attack that uh, works at times and has been working throughout the season. And, you know, Tri-Valley able to shut that down here in this uh, ball game last night. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that you talk about, though, and I think you I mean, may have been the tale here of this ball game has been that injury bug. Indeed. And Nativity last night late in the game, Spolsky and Jack Miller both out of the game. So I don't know that Nativity will be uh, looking to take on the Tide again this year. And they may just want to savor the fun. flavor of that week one victory and let it carry over a little bit. Now, the dogs are going to face the Vikings again as Williams Valley needed to hold on from a flurry from Monoy area last night. And once again, the master magician Ben Terry chews up 150 yards on the ground on 21 carries, adds to his touchdowns. And uh, boy, oh boy, Monoy area giving Williams Valley all they can handle. But Alex Achenbach emerging now as the running back for the Vikings. 21 totes, 151 yards. Interesting side note to this, Jesse Engel goes out with a leg injury and does not come back in the second half. So now the two big guns for Tri-Valley and Williams Valley both standing on the sidelines in the semifinal for two quarters of football. It'll be interesting to see who's healthy and back for the championship game next Friday night at North Schuylkill. Monoy area, 174 on the ground, but get this, 119 through the air. And it was Chris Cuff emerging for... A touchdown reception from 38 yards out. And Cole McGrory with a 44-yard pass from Ben Terry. So, Mono area choosing to mix it up a little bit last night. Yeah, that's unusual that you see uh, Ben Terry throwing the ball around as much. Usually it was uh, a lot of uh, the run uh, on that option up there, Mono area. That had been a traditional option-type ball club. But look at the bookends, Chez, in that box score. A zero in the first and a zero in the fourth uh, in scores for Mono area. And that's where, I mean, they get caught up there. If you could uh, get something there in the first, answer that uh, first score from uh, Achenbach, uh, his 40-yard pass he reeled in from Herb. You know what I mean? Maybe you're talking about a different outcome here. Indeed. So next Friday night on T-102, Tri-Valley Williams Valley from North Schuylkill. For the District 11 Class A Championship. Another district that game last That would be a dandy. Day. Yeah, it should in be. In between the Pines, right? Or is no, it no, in no. Valley? No, no, no. It's at North Schuylkill. Oh, okay. Championship games are at neutral fields. That's right. Tri-Valley was moved to North Schuylkill because their administration would not allow fan, visiting fans to attend the game. Any school that's under those auspices will not be allowed to host playoff games. Hence, Blue Mountain taking on Bethlehem Catholic at Northwestern Lehigh. Well, you know, you, you look at it last night in Wilson. I, I looked across the way, Chaz. At the beginning of the game, they had six fans. At the end of the game, they had about 15 fans. So, I mean, their fans didn't expect what happened last night in the city either. Nope. Well, you know, Wilson will go on to face Northwestern Lehigh, who blitzed Lehigh in 54-19. to Zach Hunsicker, he set the Lehigh and career re- record for receptions after grabbing five passes, including a touchdown. 
And uh, J.J. McDowell, 25 rushes for 135 yards, but the Indians could not recover after Northwestern Lehigh racked up 593 yards of total offense, including 327. Yeah, that's when you know you got the wheels rolling in the right direction. That offense was working like a well-oiled machine last night for Northwestern Lehigh. Well, the Cardinals of Pine Grove picked up Peckway Valley for last night. Shea Morgan doing what Shea Morgan does, and Brody Robinson coming back to life running the football. He carried 15 times for 144 yards, almost 10 yards a run. And uh, Josh Leininger, 12 of 24 for 229 yards through the air. Morgan, 114 of those on seven catches. Robinson, three touchdowns. And boy, oh boy, the Cardinals, 484 total yards of offense, giving up just 67 to Peckway Valley. Yeah, and you look at that uh, box score, Chaz. You get 22 points in the first quarter, and you hold the other team scoreless in that first. In that first half, you're up 29 to nothing when you take the break. You've got a good feeling about you, and that's what you see here uh, as Pine Grove rolls over those uh, Peckway Valley. What are they, the Penguins? I have no idea, but you said uh, taking a break? How about we take a break? Let's talk to Wally Hall, the head coach of the North Schuylkill Spartans, with a big one tonight against Tamaqua. As the Spartans back in action last week after a two-week layoff, we'll hear from the head man in Sparta. It's Wally Hall coming up next on Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 106 FM, worldwide at WPPARadio.com. Miss the show? Don't forget we're a podcast. You can pick us up at your favorite podcast platforms. But our host site, Anchor.fm, Apple, Google, Spotify, check us out, WPPA Sports Saturday. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience in customer satisfaction. At CACL Financial, we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County for six years in a row. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, then CACL can help you with your financial needs. We have top quality products like free checking, lower fees, and better deposit rates than the competition. CACL Financial's goal is to deliver quality financial services to our members. Find out for yourself how it feels to work with a financial institution that's committed to helping you. Now, even more convenient with our newest location on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with easy in and out drive through banking and a state-of-the-art ATM. CACL Financial voted the best bank in Schuylkill County six years in a row in Pottsville and now on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. Trust CACL Financial committed to your customer satisfaction. Life is about motion, so orthopedic injuries are just a part of life. Phoenix Physical Therapy helps you rise to new heights after an injury by creating a program focused on you. With direct access, you can easily schedule an appointment at one of our convenient clinic locations in Pottsville, Orwigsburg, Frogville, Pine Grove, or Gratz. Your community selected Phoenix is the proud winner of the 2020 Republican Herald Reader's Choice Award. Your life should be pain-free, filled with activities that you love. With the help from Phoenix, you can recover, recharge, and rise. Visit phoenixphysicaltherapy.com to schedule your physical therapy visit. WPPA's Polka Time, Sundays, 1 till 3 p.m. Hi, Paul Congress inviting you to tune in to the widest variety of the newest and best polkas here on WPPA. So set your dial to 1360 WPPA, 106 FM, or on the web, WPPARadio.com. Let's make it a date. Don't forget District 11 4A quarterfinal action coming your way this afternoon. Right around the high noon hour, you'll hear Blue Mountain taking on Bethlehem Catholic from Northwestern Lehigh. 
It's all coming your way here on WPPA. Then college football, number one versus number four minus the starting quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, as uh, Clemson and Notre Dame meet up here. 6.30 for the pregame, 7.30 for the boot. Don't forget, Nittany Lion football today, 2 o'clock airtime, 3.30 kickoff against Maryland on T-102. And tonight on T-102, we've got a dandy. The District 11 3A semifinal matchup. Tamaqua area traveling to North Schuylkill to take on the Spartans. And we're joined by the head coach of North Schuylkill, Wally Hall. Good morning, sir, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Wally, you know, it's been a season that's kind of, uh, well, been different, huh? As uh, you guys had a couple of weeks off there in between weeks, uh, what, six and eight? Yeah, um, certainly uh, challenges. I mean, uh, every week, every week's a challenge. Um but uh, the most important thing is, uh, as a team, is doing what we need to do um, in our preparation and also being mindful of uh, the pandemic. And Because, number one, the reality of it is, when it comes down to it, the, the safety and the well-being of the players and, and your school district and commu- uh, community is the most important thing. But football-wise, we just keep going about our business and doing what we need to do. You know, Wally, uh, to be able to bounce back from that adversity last uh, week against Lee Heighton uh, after a two-week layoff for your team has to be real inspiration for them going through the District 11 playoffs, knowing that, hey, listen, we had some time off, but we were able to overcome and uh, get the victory and roll into the playoffs now. That has to be a real uh, momentum uh, getter on your side. Uh, certainly. Uh, really proud of uh, how the kids with uh, the limited days of practice, how they came out and played um, our last game versus Lee Height. And, um, you know, having the two weeks off, I think that's where the technology comes into place and is so helpful where, you know, we could send kids, they could watch film and, um, you know, we're coaching using that. Um, so that's very helpful. But, you know, proud of their effort and um, how they came out and played. You know, Wally, when you take a look at this season, you guys have formulated – a very nice balance between the pass and the run. I mean, you come out against Mono area, Jake's throwing the football all over the place. Tanner Wallacavage, Joey Flail, Gavin Whalen, um, Dietz is catching footballs. You know, then you come back and Josh Chawanski's running well. And, and now it's all balanced out. What's it like having that kind of abilities to keep teams honest? It's fun. I mean, that's that's how that's our approach. Uh, the kids are having fun, and they really like uh, the offense that we're doing. So, um, something we look for, like at half, we make sure that every every player's touched the football going into halftime, uh, skill wise, and and we've been accomplishing that. But uh, you know, it's 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 our personnel. It's it's the kids type of kids we have. Um, you know, we, we obviously do some of the things that we've done through the years, but uh, we're more of a spread-out football team and uh, utilize the skill that we have. You know, we'd be remiss not to mention the guys that you have up front on the line on the offensive side of the ball and the fact that, you know, they're only playing the offensive side of the ball. So it's, it's probably nice to have that freshness every time the offense rolls out onto the field. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the important part is the offensive line. Uh, you know, those five guys have to become one. Um, they all have to step the same way. They all have to uh, do assignments and be on the same page. And, and they gelled and came together uh, very well. And we are. We're fortunate. We only have one individual that goes both ways, and that's Dylan Dietz. Everybody else is a one-way player. And, um, you know, that, that's a 
that's I, the kids. Uh, they want to play. So there's a lot of kids that want to play. There's a lot of kids that contribute. And it's not only on the offense and defensive side of the ball, special teams. We have a bunch of other kids also out on the field. You know, Wally, that allows for you to continually grow this program and to ha- to be blessed with so many talented kids to play each one-way football throughout the uh, entire contest. I mean, you know, you have a freshman that uh, has certainly been talked about in circles this year, Jackson Chowanski. And everybody's saying the Chowanskis are now the first family of football in the eastern side of Pennsylvania. But the, this kid certainly, I don't know that he's been a surprise to you, but there's a lot of people saying, wow, this freshman is good. Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, his video is really good, and, and his play, obviously, is really good. Uh, Jackson is uh, you know, a 5'11", 210-pound freshman uh, that could run um, and has great instinct and great ability. Um, and to learn the defense as fast as he has, it's, it just comes to him second nature. Um, you know, a linebacker that could play in space and – uh, plays downhill so uh you know thus far his season's been awesome you know wally when you take a look at your defense as a whole we, i know we just highlighted jackson but they don't allow too many points uh yeah that's the goal <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they're uh they're a young group too um you know and like we said i think what helps is um with that at practice, uh, we get to have our, our first offensive line going against our first defensive line, and, and number one's going against number one. So, you know, having those different faces and a lot of kids uh, playing one way, we get great matchups at practice. So I think that certainly benefits our defense and, you know, the scheme that we're doing. You know, Division One has been kind of a grind. Now, Tamaqua, that game was off in the regular season. You're going to see them tonight. Pottsville, another game that, that's off. And right now, with uh, Pottsville falling last night, I know the plan has been in place to play the Crimson Tide on the 20th of November because there's that big school division championship moniker hanging out there. And how important is it to you to play that game regardless of how things go down in the next two? Well, that, that's our number one goal. Uh, our number one goal as a team is to win the school call league. But right now our focus is on districts. You know, and let's talk about this Tamaqua team that you're going to entertain tonight at home. And uh, a team that I had the opportunity to catch last week. Boy, they have a lot of people that can run the football. Absolutely. Uh, that's what they're going to do. Um, you know, we believe they're going to try to slow the clock down on us. Um, you know, take as much clock as they can away. Uh, they're going to run the football. Uh, a lot of different people now are carrying the football for them. So, um, you know, we believe that's going to be their game plan. And, and the thing that we kept emphasizing to our defensive backs is don't fall asleep because, um, you know, run the ball 15 times in a row, the play action becomes uh, incredibly effective. Wally, you know, when a team does do, a, you know, I mean, a game plan like, a, hey, listen, one of their best defenses is going to be their offensive and the time of possession. How do you game plan against that? Do you say to your guys, hey, listen, we've got to do the same and just keep the, uh, their hands off the football too? Or do you say, you know what, let's just score in a hurry and we'll get them on a three and out? Yeah, we're not going to change our, our tempo game uh, offensively. Uh, we're going to have the same approach. The important part is, um, capitalizing on defense is getting the stops. Uh, that's the most important part. Um, two totally different offenses, but in the same way, you, uh, you know, if you're running the football and you get in a rhythm, it, it becomes effective. And it's the same with us too. Um, we want to move fast and, and score fast. So, 
Um, importantly, getting stops is, is going to be key. Wally, you know, as a head coach, this is the first time that you have one of your uh, uh, offspring coming through your program. <laughs> Okay, and that is one of the toughest things I am sure for a coach of a of a high school football team. How do you approach that? You know, I mean, when you go home and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm not the football coach now. I'm the dad. What do you need this side?" Yeah, I mean, really, that's how it works. Uh, you know, we go to football practice. He has his coaches, and uh, you know, there's just we carry on normally our business on the football field as uh, anybody else would with the. Uh, coach player and then we come home there's there's very little talk yeah you at the dinner table anywhere Um, sometimes he'll ask me some questions and um sometimes i'll tell him a few things that um might need to be accomplished but otherwise it's just you know we're home it's home you know one of the things i brought up i saw you against blue mountain earlier this season and one of the things i brought up is how much of a different of a quarterback jake is compared to when you were in your prime playing days in shenandoah you were more of an option uh, quarterback and and you threw the uh, uh ball you know a, a successful time but uh you know jake a little bit different than what you were yeah i actually a running back <laughs> but uh yeah uh, I was a running back, so I was, I was a runner, um, you know, so that, that's how it worked. But, uh, yeah, Jake, uh, he's a thrower, um, came into a little bit of his own, uh, something to evolve a little bit more offensively in the read game. So um, that's really important and uh, important to make our offense more effective is his ability to run the football also. You know, Wally, I could quell some of his concerns. I saw – the coach-player relationship between Walter and Jake when Jake was a very young man playing Little League Baseball. And I can tell you, honestly, it was coach-player. And there, there was no bones about it. And uh, there were some fun times, though, weren't they? <laughs> they? They were great times. Definitely the Little League was certainly some of the most memorable so, times I've had. <laughs> yeah. And I could, I could tell you that, that there is definitely separation between the two when it comes to Wally and Jake. But, you know, Wally, you alluded to Dylan Dietz and said, you know, he's a two-way player, but that's not all true. He doesn't come off the field. Dylan Dietz has been a great inspiration and a leader for your outfit. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, Dylan's been uh, a major contributor uh, since his freshman year, um, playing free safety and and also receiver. But uh, Dylan never comes off the field. Uh, He's on all the special teams. Uh, He's doing the kicking duties. Um, He's our punter. Uh, So he has so many important roles and um, just just a great individual, total team player, um, does everything he needs to do. And he's also our backup quarterback, so he, he takes on a lot of roles, but he has that ability and he has that IQ to do everything that he does. You know, Wally, when you're talking about Dietz and you're talking about the Chawanskis, you're talking about you know guys that uh, had uh, sons that are now in the program. They were successful in the Spartan football program years ago, and it's more like tradition now, and that program is built on a lot of tradition. Absolutely, and, and that's what you have to look at and, and take a lot of pride in. Um, we're fortunate here in our school district. Uh, a lot of people are staying in our area um, and working outside, but they're staying in the area. It's a lot of the same names, so we're very fortunate. Well, Walter, you have a big one coming up tonight. It'll be on T102, and we want to thank you for taking time out of your Saturday morning to talk to us. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. There you have it, Doc. Wally Hall prepared tonight for Tamaqua and talking about his season in general. And it seems like the boss in Sparta 
is dialed in. Yeah, it seems like he's dialed in. He's all business today. And you're dialed in to WPPA Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 106 FM, and around the world at WPPARadio.com. Don't forget, if you missed the show, join us on the podcast. You can find us on our host site, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, and Google, and your favorite podcast platforms around the world. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. The Philadelphia Eagles have a bye this week, but there will be a special edition of Bowen on the Birds Sunday at 1230, followed by Polka Time with Paul Conkus at 105 on WPPA AM 1360 and WPPA 106 FM. The folks at Gears Dairy would like to thank all of you for your overwhelming support of our new raspberry tea. No matter the weather, the raspberry iced tea and diet decaf raspberry are the perfect blends. Not too sweet, not too mellow perfectly refreshing. Plus, you can enjoy all of their iced teas, fruit drinks, and milk products. Here's Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road, the county's oldest family-owned dairy. Ah, sip on, Schuylkill County. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience in customer satisfaction. At CACL Financial, we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County for six years in a row. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, then CACL can help you with your financial needs. We have top quality products like free checking, lower fees, and better deposit rates than the competition. CACL Financial's goal is to deliver quality financial services to our members. Find out for yourself how it feels to work with a financial institution that's committed to helping you. Now, even more convenient with our newest location on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with easy in and out drive through banking and a state-of-the-art ATM. CACL Financial voted the best bank in Schuylkill County six years in a row in Pottsville and now on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. Trust CACL Financial committed to your customer satisfaction. Veterans Day is a day to honor those in our communities that have defended our great nation with valor. T-102 and WPPA are partnering with Yingling and Adelphia Seafood to salute those men and women who have taken the oath to serve. On Wednesday, November 11th, between 10 and 2, join Jackie Hoffman live outside of America's oldest brewery. Show your military ID and you'll be provided with a coupon to pick up a free take-and-bake meal from Adelphia Seafood, as well as a 20% military discount off merchandise at the Yingling gift shop that day. Cheers to veterans. November 11th, from Yingling, America's oldest brewery, Adelphia Seafood, T-102, and WPPA. Welcome back, WPPA Sports Saturday. Don't forget, 12 noon, we got a football game, Blue Mountain versus Bethlehem Catholic in the 4A bracket of District 11 playoff football. Then we've got some uh, college football here on WPPA at uh, 6.30. It's the Irish pregame. Notre Dame hosting the number one Clemson uh, Tigers. Tigers. Penn State football today on T-102, 2 o'clock pregame, 3.30 kickoff against Maryland. North Schuylkill at Tamaqua tonight 
on T102. But, Doctor, we're joined now by the head coach of the Batland Miners, the mine boss himself, Ooh. Justin Franz, with a District 11 AA game in Minersville tonight against Catasauqua. And, Coach, boy, it's been a amazing year for you guys, huh? It has. It's, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. We got all these young kids running around and we, we said, we just need to get them confident and, and playing like they can. And they're starting to, and it's been, you know, with all the roller coasters, injuries, COVID it's fun. They're having fun playing and they're, they're looking like they're looking pretty good. You know, you talk about those uh, injuries and some of those bumps in the road, you know, you had a lot of hopes for your uh, starting quarterback. He goes down in the scrimmage. You don't uh, come out in the first week. Uh, he's out for the season. You have to start a new quarterback and things seem to settle down for the Batland Miners. They did. Connor Schwamm came in, you know, when you lose Johnny Adams, that, that was a big blow to everybody. It, you know, I, I still talk about it. it. That hurt. It hurt the morale. It hurt everything. And then you got Connor coming in, and you know he, he plays his own game. And we just told him, "Do your thing, do your thing." It took about two weeks, and he got comfortable. And you know, it's hard to argue with the with the stats he's put up. I mean, he's taken over leadership, and he's just having a heck of a year. Comfortable. This kid's throwing dimes when he's <laughs> passing the football. I mean, I'm telling you, he drops him in. I mean, what? He's averaging probably two twenty five, two fifty a game in the air. And yep. then when when that's not working. He seems to have the wherewithal to pull it down and run, and there's been a couple games where he's been over 100 yards rushing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's uh, that's his game. He, I think he likes to run more than pass. So we've actually had to take the put the reins on him a few times because he'll come off and say, "Coach, I'm reading this. I'm going to keep it." And I'm like, "No, no, no, throw it, throw it." But uh, yeah, he likes he likes to do it all. He, he does a little bit of everything for us, which is impressive for you know that age of freshman to come in not knowing you're starting until three days before the season starts and. <laughs> And, yeah, he's impressive. You know, Justin, we talk about the this youngster here, this freshman, but let's talk about uh, some of your seniors. You have an all-state wide receiver in Gabe Davis, and I'm going to tell you, probably the kid that didn't get a lot of ink and may not get all the press every week, Jared Grafe has certainly been steady for the Batland Miners this year. You know, first of all, Gabe's are, you know, I saw a preview that I called him Gabe Big Game Davis, and it's, it, it's true. He's just taken over. When we need to play, uh, we go to him, and he just he can take over a game. He's that type of kid. But Jared Grafe, you know, he's a junior for us. Who, he's a captain. He's he's always there. He's always around the football. He always wants the football. When you need a big catch, it's there. We had a game this year where they triple covered Gabe, so we just dumped it to to Grafe and Lorenzo and Brock. And you know, Jared Grafe doesn't drop the ball, and when he gets it, he's going to run hard. You know, Brock Polinski's another one in the past couple weeks who has emerged as a pretty soft set of hands. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he has that, and, and he's just quiet confidence he has, and he just goes, and he's got to be one of the fastest kids around. Uh, there's not too many people around here who can cover him when he gets going, and, you know, some of the catches he's made, are, he comes back laughing because I think he surprised himself on some of the catches, but he's, he's another, our, I'm going to say our receivers are some of the best, the best crew around. You know, let's go back a week ago. You go to Rotary Field to face Schuylkill Haven, in the first half, it's kind of like, oh, boy, Schuylkill Haven's chewing up yards and mm-hmm. they're putting it all together. But that second half flurry by your kids, tell me that doesn't increase your confidence. Oh, man, that was awesome. First of all, to go in and play, I love playing Haven. I love playing Mike. You know, it's a team that they're not going to beat themselves. So the only way you're going to compete with them is to do stuff right. So that first half, they jumped up on us early. Uh, one thing I said, and I've been telling the kids, when they came off, we were down 13 nothing, and there was no panic on the sideline. For the first time in, in years, these kids just had a confidence about them, and they came off, and 
Dylan Smith, who was one of our senior captains, came over and said, Coach, we got this. We got it. And we just we went in halftime. It was all positive. The kids basically took over the halftime, and, and we came out. And that second half was that, – that was probably the best half of football I've ever been a part of. You know, you talk about Dylan Smith and what he's done defensively this year has been uh, something special. I mean, he's got to be close to leading your team in tackles. Oh, yeah, I think he's number two right now. And, you know, he's a kid we moved from linebacker up to the line because we, you know, the effort he put in in the weight room this year is just one of the strongest kids I've ever coached, maybe the strongest. And he's he just demands a double team every play. And now front, what opens it up for everybody else. You know, it's interesting along that defensive front and how they've come together in the past couple of weeks. I mean, you moved Davis from outside to the end of the line. What yeah. made that decision <laughs> An epiphany, I guess you could say, for you guys. You know, that, that's our defensive coaches, Jeff Polinski and Chad Marquitt. They were talking one day, and they called me and said, hey, here's what we're thinking. And, you know, obviously my first thought was, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, what? what are you doing to him? But they said, we, he's rangy. He's got that length. Um, nobody's going to get out. And, and it's true. I mean, he, he gets people off him with his hands, and he's, he's played a great end. You know, when you think about it, it's a different mindset. What's it like trying to instill that when you approach a kid? And obviously a kid said whatever it's going to take to win. But what's it like to to approach a kid and say, listen, there's a different ferocity you have to bring? Yep. It was, and that just goes with Gabe's mindset. Gabe's a very quiet kid, and he'll do whatever. I think if I asked him to put on, you know, 55 and play center, he would do it. But, you know, we we worked with him. We, We had practices where he was just, and literally reps after reps after reps, and he's enjoyed it. I think it, I think it gets him into a game a little bit because when he was at a corner, you know, they would throw away from him, so he wasn't in it. So now he feels like he's from the first snap, he's right a part of the game. So I guess the question begs: What's it like to host a district quarterfinal tonight at home? Man, it's fun. It's been a long time. You know, I think what did they say? 2011 or something was the last time. It, it's cool. We're out of practice right now. We have the music blaring. The kids are jumping around, running around. Uh, there's more energy here than, than we've had in a long time. And we're getting calls and phone calls from, you know, everybody, from people I played with. And it's really neat. I I've, I see the kids having fun, and the energy is, is exactly where we've been preaching it for two years. So it's neat. I'm surprised it's not calls from the neighbors because the music's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> it might, it's a little loud right now, so we might be getting calls. So I hope not. So I apologize to all the all the people around Stadium Street. <laughs> you know, uh, Justin, we talked about uh, the uh, ability of Brett Polinski uh, offensively. Talk about him defensively, turning five interceptions in for you so far this season. You know, Brock's a kid who, like I said, he's got that speed. And when you just look at him, he, I always tease him because he just walks around like he's always hurt. But when he gets on the field, he just puts it into another another year. And we've been telling him all year, if the ball's in the air, it's got to be yours. And he's just taking that mindset. I mean, he's... He's actually our team leader in tackles in the safety spot and interceptions and pass deflections, and he's basically taken over as the quarterback of the defense. He gets people where they need to be, and he just flies around the field. He flies around. He throws his body around. He goes up and gets the ball. It's fun to watch. So far, your defense has produced 16 turnovers for you, nine through the air and interceptions, and seven as you uh, force some fumbles. Oh, yeah. They're, this is this is a big – that was a big thing last year we – we focus on whole off seasons getting turnovers because we didn't get many last year and the kids have bought in every day in practice. We're doing, you know, going up, getting the ball, we're doing strip drills and we're, we're rallying to the football. We're getting the ball out. We're getting on it. And, and the defense is playing like we, like we've wanted them to. 
Justin, you have Catasauqua coming in tonight, 7 o'clock. They are nicknamed the Blue Bombers. Or, no, that's, uh, that's Bomberton. Bomberton. But yeah. anyway, Catasauqua is a team that perennially yeah. makes deep runs in this district tournament. You've seen them on tape. You know what yep. to expect tonight? Yeah, uh, they're, uh, they're going to line up and run it right at us. They have a, a young quarterback, and they have some real nice running backs, a little thicker in the backfield. So they, they line up. They don't do a lot uh, side to side. They want to come at you. They want to be in between the tackles, so, you know, they're going to pound it right at us. We know what we're going to get. Um, they do run some trick plays. They run toss passes and double passes and things like that. But uh, they're, we've been preaching all week that we're, they're going to line it up and run right at us. It's almost like a Schuylkillhaven team who just lines up and comes right at you. They're the rough riders. Yep, and they try and they try and wear the clock down. So we're going to try and get them into our game, which is to speed it up. So that's what we, that's what we hope to do. Polinski and Dakota uh, Fitzpatrick leading your team in tackles yep. uh, in this uh, season. What do you tell those guys tonight when they know that they've got to stay home and uh, defend that uh, run? Just strap it up and come forward. Fitzy's a kid who he's a very fast downhill player, and he goes, so just get to the football. That's what, you know, you're not looking at too much misdirection or anything like that. They're just they're strapping it up and coming, so we've been telling them, go get them. Attack them and go get them. Well, Justin, congratulations getting to the uh, District 11 uh, playoffs and uh, get a victory tonight against Catasauqua so we can have you again uh, next week in the finals. Absolutely. That's what we're hoping for. Like I said, the kids are excited. The coaches are excited. We've got a bunch of coaches out here jumping around too, so this is fun. We plan on coming out and playing our game and, uh, and seeing how it goes. Well, we're up against it time-wise. You've got practice to run. Get the boys ready. Get the uh, coal ready to mine and uh, mine a victory tonight. We're ready to go. Go miners. There you have it. Justin Franch joining us this morning, Doc, from practice. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Penn State football because we have (laughs) multi-platinum. Recording artist. Matty Fresh, a.k.a. Matt Fryler, who will be the color analyst today. And Penn State aficionado around the corner here on AM 1360, 106 FM, and worldwide at WPPARadio.com. I love the radio. It's so random. This is Radio Radio and a big beat. It's on. We're always on to entertain and inform you locally. WPPA, AM 1360, 106FM. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Pennsylvania's young people for life. high school sports high school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education in fact studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives if you think high school sports are only about competition think again better yet 
Think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. A day full of football on network here today, starting at 1210 this afternoon. They'll boot it off from Northwestern Lehigh. It's Blue Mountain and Bethlehem Catholic in the District 11 for a quarterfinal. Then we've got college football here for you later this evening. 6.30 for the Irish pregame. 7.30 they'll kick it off out at South Bend, Indiana as uh, Notre Dame plays host to the Clemson Tigers. One versus four without their star quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. So we'll see if the That ukulele Irish... kid is pretty good, though, quarterback for Clemson. Ukulele. And then uh, on our network station, T-102, you'll catch uh, the uh, Nittany Lions at 2 o'clock for the pregame. 3.30 is the boot from Beaver Stadium as the Terrapins in town to take on the Knits. The Knits, a hands-down early morning favorite to get their first victory of the 2020 season. And then later this evening, a 3A District 11 playoff game. North Schuylkill playing host to the Blue Raiders of Timaqua. That's on our network station, 101.9 FM, T102. But uh, here today Trap at it 12 on noon. <laughs> Trace Big much Sorley. better with the auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, there, see, that's the first artist that will say auto-tune works awesome. That's how you know we're live. <laughs> because we don't have any plugins coming into the audio right now. <laughs> you know, Matt, you've been following the Nittany Lions since you're a wee little boy, and I know how much they mean to you, but 0-2 start for Penn State. 0-2, but put the asterisk, right? What? Why? I mean, I'm not going to make excuses, but think about Ohio State this year. Who's going to beat them? Well, you know what I mean? That That is one of the things of playing in the Big yeah. Ten. You know every year what they're going to bring, and you have to be able to match it on the field, not on paper. I would say there's obviously the problems. Um, you know, a lot of people argue that Indiana was a – Win, I say, probably deserve to lose that game. But moving forward here, have to rebound today. And uh, either way, I just I just get weird vibes from this year. I, I just don't know how much I'll look back at this one and say this season really mattered for much of anything. I well, guess I guess if you're on the other side, if you're two and zero, oh, it's a little different. But well, you know, I mean, it matters, Jimmy. Remember when they canceled this football season? The Big Ten then all of a sudden goes you know rogue, and James Franklin, one of them being. Uh, one of these coaches to step out and say, well, I wish we were out there playing, you know, that we have a fair chance, so we didn't have a an opportunity to voice our opinion. So he wants to get out on the field, and now you've got to do it, you know, and he's out in the field, you know what I mean, and he's not producing again. Uh, that's right. Looks sloppy. He can't, make, he can't make sport a big game, James, like the rest of us. He loves it. Put me in a tough spot. <laughs> well, you, you know, go as far as love. You go to but. Indiana and you say, "Oh, it should have been a win." You should have never been in the situation you were in. I mean, right. I mean, everybody's saying, "Hey, listen, you're a, you know, a favorite in that ball game, Penn State. They're the eighth-ranked team in the nation." And you know, before they even hit the uh, gridiron and everything, and you know what? You shouldn't have been in that situation. I've told a lot of Penn State fans that, I mean, when they ask me, oh, what's your take on the Indiana game, you know, last week before the Ohio State? I said, 
We should have never been in that situation. It doesn't matter if that ball crossed the goal line or not on the two-point conversion. You should have never been there. If you played smart situational football, you know, the, the running back stops, obviously, runs time off the clock, and you do what you've got to do to win the ball game at that point. Okay, the kid makes a mistake. He should have never had to worry about that mistake that late in the football game if he took care of business all uh, three and a half quarters before. So, you know, I mean, and then against Ohio State, you know, yeah, tables are a little lopsided. I, I will not disagree there. I, I thought there would be a let off from the Urban Meyer era to the uh, day era. But, you know, the, you know I mean, they, they've got the, the day. They seized the night last Saturday night in Beaver Stadium. And, well, it's tough. If that's a wideout, do you think Penn State makes up those 15 points? Not 15. I think it's closer. But, obviously, Ohio State's just way more talented. I don't think anybody's going to beat them. Listen, I've been really critical of Penn State this year. they got problems all over the field. Sean Clifford turning the ball over a lot. He, he's, he comes out in the first half and just doesn't – he takes a long time to settle in. You've got the injuries at running back. Found a star in Jahan Dotson on the outside. This kid from Nazareth is going to be incredible. The offensive line is not as good as they thought they were going to be. The defense missing tackles. They're without Micah Parsons. Now banged up on that side of the ball. So – Special teams even. I mean, all kinds of debacles in the Indiana game. It's just been a mess. And it gave up an 80-yard gain from from scrimmage on the first play, and that set the tone for the game. So Maryland coming off a huge win. Some might say it's a trap. Penn State has got to win this game. They've got to win big. Yeah, yeah, they've got to win big to to, uh, quiet the uh, 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 people that are questioning uh, James Franklin. And, I mean – my question, I mean, I thought the game at uh, last week was lost in the first quarter on the first offensive possession by Penn State. You let a 80-yard play go off on the first offensive uh, play from uh, scrimmage for the Buckeyes, all right? And what are you thinking? On the 45-yard line on a fourth and three, you're going to go for it, and then if you don't get it, you gave them a short porch. Yeah, that was a gamble you don't take at that moment of the ball game. It's just not not good game management, and you know, it, even those issues arose in the Indiana game as well, all over the place. Just, I mean, you're you're scoring a touchdown in that game to give Indiana the ball back with a chance to send it to overtime. Yeah, and you know, James Franklin can make the excuse that. You know, he yelled at Devin Ford and told him not to score. But how do you coach a young man like that and explain to him the game situation? Sure, it may have been a mistake, but you've got to run through that situation. That pretty much was the game. Penn State could have iced it, and those issues arose in the Ohio State game again. It's just been sloppy. But defensively, as you said, you let him go on an 80-yard drive. You left him go on an 80-yard drive. You think the situation set up, okay, you're riding high, you get that touchdown, okay, you've got, what, under a minute left to go? They've got 80 yards to go. The odds are in your favor at that moment. Yeah. But you let up 80 yards. You know, Junior, I got a question for you. You come out with the Saquon Barkley song. It's hitting. It's okay. Everybody's inspired because it's something cool. Then you put together this Trace McSorley song, and you think, all right, that's got to be put to bed. And all of a sudden, some kid on TikTok finds your song, and it's blowing up. Yeah, I can't explain it. I mean, I never thought. Obviously, I thought this had potential, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you I thought it had 3 million view potential, which <laughs> we just amassed yesterday. Shameless self-promotion. Um, but, yeah, go listen to Trace McSorley on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, 
contribute to the view count right now. It's trending upwards, and I think that no better guy to do it about than Trace. I, he's always been actually my favorite quarterback. I say it in the song. It's true. You know, and, the, uh, funny, yeah. the funny part is is that uh, now you're hosting watch parties and you become quite a big deal again. But it's good to come back to where it all started here. Yeah, sweet right? home Schuylkill County, right? I'll never forget about you guys. Schuylkill <laughs> You guys are part of who I am. <laughs> well, I mean, this I this is part of the journey. They make the documentary one day. You guys are the first ones to get interviewed. Woo! We're going to be movie stars. <laughs> Big limousines. It's going to cost me. It cost you some money to get me to speak, buddy. <laughs> Doc, we're up against it time-wise. We'd be remiss not to remind folks of the Schuylkill County Football Coaches Association All-Star Game. Wednesday, November 25th at Schuylkill Havens Rotary Field, 7 o'clock. Lehigh Valley Health Network partnering this year. Wally Hall coaching the North. Corey Mabry coaching the South squad. So we'll have Mike Farr on in two weeks to talk up that ball game. And uh, we're out of time. We're going to thank CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street here in the city of Pottsville. They're always open online at caclfcu.org. And don't forget, uh, along the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway for the drive-up services, you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you to Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on a tumbling run road. They've got the dairy line from whole milk to skim milk. Now that delicious seasonal eggnog on a mm-hmm. shelf and in my belly and in Chaz's fridge. We've got to thank Wally Hall. Also, and Phoenix Physical Therapy. Don't forget the fine yeah. folks there. Pottsville, Orgsburg, Frackville, Pine Grove, and Gratz. Wally Hall, just in front. And also Maddie Freiler. You're listening to WPPA Sports Saturday on WPPA Pottsville.